All right, so I sat down with Bradford Young, the owner of the lab here in Paso Robles, and uh, we had a really fun conversation. It's real short, so uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, what you can do as a contractor that's always out in the, uh, in the field doing work. Um, if you don't have time to exercise on a daily basis, some of the tips and, and tricks that uh, you can use to make sure that uh, you are giving yourself the best opportunity to uh, uh, stay mobile and stay hard. So uh, if you uh, want to hear some of those tips, uh, go ahead and have a listen to the podcast interview that I did. Again, it's Bradford Young, the owner of the lab, and Bradford does the uh, workplace wellness program with us. So uh, if you uh, do me a favor, and just uh, subscribe to the podcast and leave your comments. I always read all the comments, so I'd love to hear back from you guys. But uh, also, if you want to get a hold of Bradford Young, I think we're going to post his uh, stuff in the uh, comments as well or the notes. So uh, that's it. Without further ado, Bradford Young. All right, so Bradford, what year were you born? 1988, the 1988. last time the Dodgers won the World Series. I was in sixth grade, and I was living in Paso Robles. Were you born in Paso at Templeton? Or? No, I was born in Ventura Hospital. Ventura. I moved here when I was four and a half years old, right before I started kindergarten. Lived on it. And who's your kindergarten teacher? Mrs. Landino at Georgia Brown Elementary. Now, I was a, at Georgia Brown. Were you the Broncos at that time? Or you were the Lions? Or what are they called? You were the Tigers. Tigers? Georgia Brown Tigers. And Tigers. Yeah, so we were the Georgia Brown Broncos. And then they decided they wanted every school in Paso Robles to have the cat theme. So they changed it to... I guess the tiger. <clears throat> Fun fact of the day. I did not know that. Yeah. And, and in <laughs> fact, at CCPS, we have um, our, our programming uh, tech IT guy is a Georgia Brown Bronco. Um, and who else is I feel like we have more Broncos. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so you are in charge of the CCPS Workplace Wellness Program. And uh, you kind of took me last year, it's actually been exactly one year next month, but uh, um, you took me under your wing and kind of taught me everything from, from the ground up about um, just uh, physical wellness. And, uh, and then that kind of translated and, and carried over into the mental wellness piece. And then also in the, in the, um, in the, um, the, the, the diet wellness as well. So all, all of those three things have really transformed in my life in the last year since you and I have been hanging out together. And so um, you and I kind of brainstormed this idea to, to put together a workplace wellness program because what you'd done for me, I wanted to share for the rest of the team here at CCPS. So uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for everything you've done for me, but uh, also, you know, for what you are doing for the team here at CCPS. So um <clears throat> Of course, of course. I don't know if you have uh, a lot of experience previously working with other uh, corporate environments and building these wellness programs, but kind of tell me, walk me through what what uh, uh, day one is like for somebody that comes in to the lab um, and says to you, "I want you to transform my life." Like, tell me, tell me what your thought process is, what your steps you take are. 
Um, besides just swiping the credit card, what what's the next step? Well, credit cards first. Right. <laughs> Uh, first thing I think of is is what is a day like for them? So what's a normal day like? Um, when do they wake up? When do they go to bed? What uh, what does their job entail? Are they sitting? Are they stressed out all day? Um, are they interacting with people? Are they by themselves? Um, you know, are they working from home? Are their kids asking for something every five minutes, or do they have to take care of? a spouse or you know whatever it might be um so what is a day like for them because then i can decide or you know collaborate with them on what i think is the best approach what's going to be realistic as far as um what what are they actually going to be able to do regularly you know and not be a a one week wonder or a one month wonder Mm -hmm. what's sustainable um so what time of day they wake up, when do they eat breakfast, what time they start work, when do they get off work, what are the potential things that might get in the way of them exercising or what stops them from being um, active, um, things like that. And I noticed when, when I started with you, you took it very slow. You did a lot of uh, um, just kind of, not necessarily tests, but more of just kind of evaluating uh, what what my capabilities were in the first, I feel like it was a good month of you just kind of, you know, pushing me down the street with training wheels on, so to speak. <laughs> you got you to crawl before you can walk. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, with that being said, are there, uh, are there certain things that you know that you need to do? Uh, how should I say this? So when I, when I contacted you at 40 years old, never have worked out in my life besides running and playing sports um i contacted you and i wasn't in any type of good physical condition but uh, i i thought it was important for me to just get one-on-one with you um and didn't really want to be around other people working out because i felt like maybe gosh these guys or girls know what they're doing and I don't you tell me to reach down and grab a kettlebell and I accidentally grab a dumbbell because I don't know what what the difference is you know but it's like do you find that a lot with people just first starting out that they're just kind of like timid and and unsure is that pretty common I think so I think gyms are can be intimidating but mostly it's just people are um they're just unsure of what it's the fear of the unknown they don't know what to expect they think uh trainer or a coach is going to be some crazy guy yelling at him or um, super intense but I think the most important thing is finding somebody you're comfortable with finding a gym or uh, whatever the workout setting might be something that you're comfortable with and usually it's not as big of a barrier as people think um, maybe that's the, the relationship between the coach and the client um, I don't really think it has that much to do with the setting honestly um, but you know, just being comfortable and then getting people to like, kind of let their guard down and then just be able to learn and be willing to learn. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing, but definitely most people are intimidated by entering a gym for the first time or the first time in a while, but it's never really that big of an issue. Once you break down that barrier and you get them in the gym and you get them for that first workout or mm-hmm. that first week, you know, it all kind of tends to just work itself out sure now let's let's switch gears for a minute um 
So you have, I work out at 4 a.m. with you, and, and I, I know off the top of my head, there's a couple different people that are quote-unquote contractors, like physical labor, construction type people yeah. that, that are making time in their day, even if it's 4 a.m., to get in there and do some physical exercise and some activities. Um, are, are there some things, uh, maybe some tips or advice that you can offer to uh, our contractor base, the, 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 the electrical contractors that we work with as power partners? What are some things that they can do if they can't get to the gym, what are some things that they can do on their own on a daily basis to just kind of maintain, um, you know, a, a healthy, I guess, physical condition? Um, so I grew up working, my dad's a, a mason, so I grew up laying block and working, digging ditches and um, a little bit of framing, stocking block, you know, doing those types of things. So I can relate from a manual labor perspective. So, you know, whether you're talking electrical contractor or, you know, whatever it might be. Plumber. Plumber, yeah. anything. Anybody that works outdoors mainly with their hands doing manual type labor. Uh, what I see is there's a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word? Not coping mechanisms, but uh, things people do to compensate. Yeah, like having a few beers at the end of the day or oh, uh, yeah. things that just kind of get by or, or, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, whatever thing, you know, bad habits for yeah. lack of a better term. <laughs> so you're smoking, uh, having three Red Bulls a day or having a burrito a, at lunch, a burrito at lunch, you know, fast food, having a six pack when you get off work. I think those things are pretty common in, in the trades. Um, Probably mainly because how taxing the the work day can be, you know, physically. Um, so I find that, you know, I can speak from experience. Um, when I would get off work after, you know, working in the sun for eight hours, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do anything. Right. I want to go home, be in air conditioning. I want to kick back, eat dinner. And after you eat a meal, you know, you're just pretty much wiped out. It's <clears throat> couch and TV mode for the rest of the night. But one thing I, I would say is, is doing it before you start your day. Um, you know, kind of like some of the people do in the morning um, at my gym. Um, one, you're going to be more awake. You're going to be ready to rock. You know, you're not going to be dragging, you know, you know, sipping on your coffee for the first hour of the work uh, day. Two, you know, it kind of gives you a little bit of time to kind of think about your day, plan, you know. So while you're at the gym or maybe on your way home or to the gym, you can think, what am I going to do today? What's the plan for the job site today? Or what am I trying to achieve today? Um being a little more conscious about what's going to happen when you get to work. Um, I know that's a big one for me. But if you don't have a gym available, you know, I would recommend developing a, a three or a five or a 10 minute or 15, you know, whatever minute routine, you know, however much time you have available, just get up. You can literally just sit and, and think for a few minutes, meditate. You can lay on the floor and stretch. Um, you can do a minute of air squats, a minute of push-ups, a minute of uh, sit-ups, you know, something that's going to get you moving, something conscious um, where you're thinking, you know, don't just go run around the block and, you know, be an autopilot. Um, you know, if you have an exercise bike at home, do something that you're, you're getting your brain fired on all cylinders, you're getting your body temperature up, you're waking yourself up. Um, and you know break a sweat and then go hop in the shower have your coffee and then head off to work it could be something as easy as seven minutes in the morning you know everybody 
Everybody hits snooze for seven minutes, ten minutes, fifteen. You know, you don't really need those those extra few minutes. Your brain is already awake, so you might as well just get up and do something that's going to help you prepare for your day. And it, like I said, it can be as simple as a minute of squats, sit ups, push ups, something very very simple like that. And it will make all the difference in the world because everybody knows what it's like to get in your car and be half asleep and get to work and not have your brain awake yet and you know be stiff and things like that. So doesn't have to be complicated but it'll make all the difference in the world just getting in the habit of that and having a routine every morning <clears throat> now i know you're not a doctor but what would you say is the most common uh ailment that people suffer from when they first come into the gym i, I can tell you for me it was inflammation it was uh yeah uh, mobility and range of motion like those, those are some of my <clears throat> issues when i first started and they continue to be but they're getting better obviously but like what what would you say is kind of the, the most common thing um uh the most common thing that is actually real probably would be not being able to put their hands over their head really poor um shoulder mobility which affects being able to go overhead it'll affect being able to push pull It'll affect your ability to squat because your spine is going to be going into flexion all the time. Uh, just because people that sit, um, even people that are active, you don't go overhead with your arms in full flexion of the shoulder very often. So that'll kind of limit what you can do with good form and what you can do safely in the gym right off the bat. But it's also something you can work on and improve. Um, the other thing, it's kind of a phantom uh Symptoms. People just always say, "Oh, at this one time, like my knee hurt, and uh, you know my back, and then all oh, this and that, and my shoulder. I can't do this. I can't do that." And they just already put it in their head that they can't do certain things because one time, like 17 years ago, right. they sprained their knee and they never did anything about it, and they've just been getting weaker and weaker and weaker and avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding it, and now they have this phantom injury or phantom symptoms. Sure. And then once you put them in a uh, exercise setting and you actually look at it and address it and you realize oh well nothing's really wrong you just <laughs> yeah you just never have actually thought about it and done anything about it it's easier just to avoid um something that was uncomfortable or caused a little bit of pain at some point in your life than it is to address it and actually make a plan of action to where you can fix the problem which is usually just a, a movement pattern issue which can be corrected um but other than that, going overhead with your arms is probably the biggest one I see that affects people's ability to do workouts. And, it, and it's always the random things that you do throughout your work day that, uh, like, cause some stupid little pain or injury. It's like, and you don't think about it. It could be as simple as getting off of this stool and, you know, having my weight distributed the wrong way and I lean a certain way. But yeah. like that kind of stuff to me, I feel like in the last 11 months since being religious about working out, I feel like like those types of instances is totally minimized. You know, I mean, even getting a bale of hay out of the back of the pickup, you know, 11 months ago, it was like, I would feel that for a week, you know, but now it's like, it's so much easier for me to be able to do just normal everyday movements and things just from stretching and having that movement and you teaching me the right way to, to, 
to stand and the, and the wrong way to stand. And, you know, all of those things add up. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think as we see more and more workplaces develop these types of incentives and, and, and programs to take care of their people, obviously it's only going to help people's uh, longevity and their, and their productivity and work and everything that they do. So it's just being, being conscious and being aware of what your body is supposed to do or what it's supposed to feel like to sit right. up tall or have your shoulders, shoulder blades pulled down and back versus mm-hmm. rolling forward or <clears throat> having uh, the 21 year old text neck. Um, like yeah. our, our producer over neck, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Snap neck. That and even just standing like, you know, a lot of times people stand, they just load one hip all the time. They just lean to the side or they do the little attitude thing where your hips are kind of shooting out to the side. I do it all the time. Um, or overextension if you're wearing heels at work or some funny type of footwear that makes you kind of overextend your lower back. You know, if you don't have somebody that comes through and teaches people at your job site or in the workplace how to avoid those things, it'll just lead to problems and you'll you won't know why and you'll avoid exercising because you're afraid to get hurt which is understandable but it's usually not that difficult for like a professional uh coach trainer therapist doctor whatever to kind of assess what the problem is and give you the plan uh or the recipe to stay healthy you know stay healthy and avoid that but people just kind of like to stay away from something that they think might hurt them which actually is probably the worst thing you can do is avoid it sure so what's uh what's what's the number one thing that people say when they join the gym uh they like their goal i know you always ask what 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 is your goal and uh i think my goal funny my goal was to get in shape but it was also to lose weight and i've lost five pounds not a lot but my goals have kind of transformed over the last year so what's the What's the most common goal you hear when people join the gym? Is it lose weight? Um, <clears throat> for females, it'll be the T word. I want to get toned. I don't know what that means. Uh, still, like like skin tone color. <laughs> <laughs> they want to look a certain way, but they don't want to do what it takes to look that way because they're misinformed. So I try to educate them on that and toned is a look of lean <laughs> lean muscle so it would require you to lose a little bit of body fat and gain a little bit of muscle that's what tone means right but for them it means like do a lot of cardio at a moderate intensity and hope that you look like an instagram model one day right for men that's nick's goal wasn't it <laughs> generally women but you know there's some guys that they fall into that category too. They don't want to get too big. But if it was that easy to get too big, everybody would look like <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the whatever, 70s. Uh, for guys, it's usually they want to get back to like some point in time back a long time ago that they, where they felt good about themselves or when they were athletic um, and they don't want to be in pain. Uh, a lot of men between 30 and 60 it's a broad range, but um, if you kind of clump them into just adults, uh, they have some type of ailment, you know, lower back pain, mm-hmm. knee pain, shoulder pain, and 
it's it takes a toll on you when you you know you can't do things that you could at one point in your life. So I think that's probably the biggest one, or just lose some, you know, um, fat from the rib section, you know, from the the poor diet or the extra extra calories, a couple mm-hmm. beers here and there, those type of things. Well, I, I really do appreciate everything that you're doing for CCPS and our workplace wellness program. Uh, you've gone out of your way to just kind of cater to every single person's individual needs. And, and uh, you know, I don't think there's another place out there that would do that. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you or uh, follow you on Instagram or send you messages or whatever, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram Instagram handle is at the lab Paso Robles with no spaces, no underscores. At the lab Paso Robles. Okay. And um, if they want to check out your website, it's www.thelabpasorobles.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you guys. All right. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the interview I did with Bradford. He's a great guy, uh, just a, another alumni of Paso Robles High School, uh, go Bearcats. And uh, Bradford does a ton of stuff for our company uh, with our workplace wellness program. So a uh, super good guy, lots of knowledge and uh, training behind what he's uh, throwing out there for us. So uh, again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at mike at ccp. Hope everyone has